Well, when we spoke to Lloyd earlier, we talked about El Mandon, you know, what he did, came back from a tendon injury. Uh, quite remarkable there, Robert Hickmott, Lloyd, and all the team involved there winning the Melbourne Cup. Well, there are several horses in this race that have suffered some pretty nasty injuries along the way. And a guy that's been instrumental in getting these horses to the track is this guy from Victoria. Uh, he's Lee Everson is his name. Lee was involved in harness racing for many years, but he just has a knack of getting these tendons right. And let's uh, try and pick his brains and find out what he's done with some of these horses running in the Melbourne Cup. Lee Everson, good morning, Lee. Good morning. Even before the race is run, you must sit back and say, well, gee, I work with three of these horses and some of them are, are racing very, very well at the moment. Well, actually, all three of them are racing pretty well that you've worked with. Tell us about it. Yeah, no, we, we get fantastic support from a lot of owners uh, around Australia and obviously the trainers as well. So um, we're pretty fortunate to be in a position we're in where uh, the majority of the horses we do get are high-end and, and luckily for us, uh, three uh, chances tomorrow in the Melbourne Cup that have come through our system. Let's talk about Val and Declare. He ran second two ago to Alligator Blood and then Jewess was third, so he beat Jewess home and both those horses ran terrific in the Cox Plate. Last start he was wide all the way, basically exposed behind Cleveland uh, in the Mooney Valley Cup. If he was four or five, we'd be saying, gee, I'll throw this horse in everything, Val and Declare. Yeah, he's been a marvel, that horse. He's doesn't doesn't win that often, but you know he still won seven million dollars, and uh, you know it's just a shame he's drawn awkward tomorrow. But I sort of still give him some sort of a chance. He's a genuine stayer, so a lot of them aren't proven, and he is. So it's a let's let's hope he gets in a good position and has given a chance. Yeah, of course he had the outside gate and he went forward early and box seated the the year that he beat Prince of Aaron. But I want to know what happened after that particular Melbourne Cup that he won in 2019. Vow and declare. Yeah, so he obviously done a tendon not long after that, and uh, it was it was very acute. Like it was, uh, it was probably as bad a one as we've seen. Um, and uh, to the horse's credit, uh, he really responded so well to to rehab, and and then to Danny O'Brien's credit to uh, to get him back into the form he's got. I think he's he's won about 1.3 or 4 million since uh, that rehab, and um, and and as I said, I think he won a Group Two race as well, and. And a chance tomorrow. So, uh, just as I said, I hope he gets a good run in the race and, and gets his opportunity. Tell us what you do there at your property and where is it in Victoria, Lee? Uh, so, I'm in a small town, a very small town called Long Worry. Um, and we set it up really, as, a, as you stated earlier, that for harness racing uh, purposes. And just over the years, the, the thoroughbreds have uh, started sort of forcing their way in, and, and now it's 100% of our business. and uh, unfortunately, I just don't have the time to, to do this and, and race uh, in the standard bread world, but uh, this has taken over and you know, we probably do around three to 400 horses a year now uh, of injuries. And, yeah, we just got our own facilities here, so when the horses come, they, the interstate horses that we get from, from the bigger trainers, um, and like Sydney trainers like Chris Waller and, his, and the Queensland trainers like Tony Gowan, they leave them here and they spell here and then when they're finished they uh, they go back home and, and race again but um the victorian horses obviously most of the places have um their own sort of spelling facilities but we sort of get them all the way up to about a month off the trial and uh, away they go again so next minute we're watching them race yeah so tell me about the facilities we often hear about your heavy sand the process there take us through it because i know Everyone years ago had a different rem remedy for tendons, didn't they? Some, you know, like to rest them, ice them all the time, uh, but you'd like to exercise the tendon. Is that correct? That's correct. So we sort of work, our 
most of the stuff we do, probably 80% of the things we do is, is through graded controlled exercise. So my track is a heavy sand track from, from harness racing. We've sort of incorporated the same philosophy uh, in doing the rehab uh, with uh, with the thoroughbreds. And uh, they'll do like a, a rehab if it's sort of not a, you know, a really bad injury. They might do four, five, six hundred kilometres to sort of complete a rehab. But the really bad ones like uh, tomorrow, Ash Run's, Injury was as bad as 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 you sort of get um, in the couple. He would have easily clocked over a thousand kilometres around my track, sort of getting that tendon right. So um, as I said, they do a lot, a lot of work, and um, we reg- scan regularly and like making sure that they're coping with the with the loading. But yeah, that, that's probably most of what we do is just, just a lot of work. How deep is the sand, and how long would you exercise a horse, say like Ash Run, when he came to you after running so well in that 2020 Melbourne Cup? Yeah, so again, it's while they're active, it's not a lot of work. We do a lot of work in the water um, when they're active in the uh, in their wounds. As they start to heal and they strengthen, we sort of take them out of the water and onto the track, and and that's where they sort of really get their miles into their legs. But um, it's sort of like I guess their age, uh, the severity of the wound. Um, obviously, each horse is. We don't really have a system set in place where you do this, this and this, it's sort of, we just have, it's a bit of a gut feel and we sort of learn along the way with the horse as well. So the older horses, they, they, they sort of cop a lot of work um, and they can do up to 180 to 100 kilometres a week in, on the track and the younger horses obviously don't do anywhere near that. They might only do a quarter amount of that, but um, yeah, we just sort of tailor each, each horse's program accordingly. With Ashrun, as you mentioned, it was quite acute and he spent a long time off and he's ticking over solidly as well um, at the moment. So what was the deal with him? Was it a, a bow or a, a toll? Or... Yeah, so he, he had a few injuries. Um, his main one was his tendon. Um, again, I was, you know, sort of put a scale on one to ten. You know, his was a solid eight. He's not a nine. Like it, was, it was as bad as you get. It was all through the whole tendon, the top to bottom of the tendon. It was just a... You know, as they scan them, as they do, and then uh, it just looked like a big black hole everywhere. So it probably wasn't that far off a rupture. Um, so he's done an amazing job, but he also had you know, quite bad feet problems and that as well, which which really didn't help the tendon. So the feet were probably the first thing that had to be sort of rectified, and then the tendon after that. But he was uh, he's done an amazing job that whole, and credit to Kieran's system too to, to get him back in form. Uh, so it's. It's, uh, he does an amazing job uh, from us to him and, and, and getting them to win again. So how did you get his who's right or the farrier that obviously works with you? Oh, look, it's just one of those processes. It takes a long time. Like He just didn't grow heel, so he had no heel support there. And um, yeah, it took a long time to sort of get him right. And unfortunately, towards the end of his rehab, he got an abscess and it burst in the bar of his heel. So he really uh, he, he copped a bad run through the through his rehab Um and as I said, it's just been one of those things where just time, time was was uh, the credit to the owners. They were just very patient. They knew they had a horse with some ability, so they were more than patient with him. You just wonder, how do you have not had these problems? How good a stayer he would be, given he's running well after all these problems? Oh, for sure. But he hasn't. I, I sort of look at it another way that um, I'm a big fan of horses don't lose their ability, and he's he doesn't know how old he is. He's, he hasn't had a lot of racing, so. Um, if he can you know, get through uh, you know, this sort of preparation and come out the other side a nice sound horse and get 
get a clean run at it next year. I think he's uh, he could be certainly looking at a, a potential group one with him as well. So how did it start, Lee, this, you know, fascination with tendons? Obviously, there was one horse that you worked with and had results very early on. So the very first horse I ever rehabbed um, from, uh, from a thoroughbred point of view was because one of my clients uh, had standardbreds uh, with me and we'd always sort of buy, um, I guess, horses that showed ability that might have gone amiss and we'd sort of try and patch them up and try and win that way with them and do well because it, uh, it was very hard to... We were always at the lower end of the market at the yearling sales. I just didn't have the clientele. So we'd try and go the other way and buy sort of horses that had been proven but may have gone off. And we had a lot of success and won a lot of races with a lot of horses doing that. And that's when uh, one of my clients just said to me one day, well, if you can do it with a standard bread, can you do it with a thoroughbred? And I said, well, I can't see why not. So he sent me um, his horse. And at the time, he'd, you know, I think he'd only won one race on the flat and, and not a lot of money and didn't sort of show a lot of ability as a four-year-old but he'd done a double tendon and um we'd uh we'd sort of played around with him for a little while it took a long time in the end um to try and get him right because i was i guess i was guessing what i was doing we're still learning now but we we're sort of guessing what we we're doing and we eventually got him sound enough to get into the trials uh, and then onto the races and that horse turned out to be Bash Boy, and uh, I think he sort of ended up had to be forcefully retired at 13, so can't race above that age uh, in the thoroughbred world. And he was uh, Australia's greatest chumps horse of his era, so I don't think he uh, he didn't miss a beat and retired sound. And he's uh, you know, he's, he was the first horse we did. And tell us about the other horse that you've worked with that's running here in the Melbourne Cup. Uh, so yeah, we got obviously Van de Clare and Ashrun and the other horse, Right You Are. So um, he he had it was also a very severe injury, done a double ligament on medials of both fronts, and um, actually had quite a bit of sesamoiditis as well. So he in himself, um, he's another great little story, probably the least chance of the three, but um, just an amazing result to get him there. And um, at one stage there, he had a big long picket fence next to his name so uh you know credit to to kieran again with his with his system but um yeah he, he was a clearly a horse who i sort of thought to myself that when i first got him i thought i'd you know struggle with this one to get him back to the races but he's not he's, he's exceeded everyone's expectations so when did you get this horse right you are who's won 10 races and over a million yeah so probably i'd have to look up all my records and that we obviously keep a pretty good uh, log book of them all, but uh, it'd be a little while ago. Yeah, I was just having a look. So you got him when tra- Kieran Maher had him? Yeah. So, so Before Kieran had him, yeah. Okay, so, so we, that was, yeah, his yeah. last run was July 21. He ran 10th on a wet, and then there was a big gap before Kieran got him. So it must have been during that period in mid-21. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And he hasn't run too many bad races since, Lee. No, no, he's been a, just a model of consistency, that horse. Uh, as I said, he's probably exceeded everyone's expectations. Um he was uh, one of those injuries where it does affect their action quite a lot. So, um, but yeah, watching him race all the time, he's all, he looks a very sound horse, and and I've never seen him back since. So, and we do all the Kieran's work. So, that's a yeah. Obviously, he's had no issues, which is great. Sounds like a massive operation. How many staff you got there now, Lee? Uh yeah, we got twelve, I think, at the moment. Okay. So yeah, we sort of. It's not. We try and limit our numbers. Um, sort of around or try and limit them down to sort of no more than 50 at a time. It's, 
if we sort of start to get higher than that, the facilities don't overly cope well. Um, we've always thought about expanding and getting bigger, but uh, we, we sort of we sort of cope all right and just keep the numbers um, as many levers what they come. So we can sort of go sort of through, through around the sort of three to four hundred horses a year mark. And when you exercise them, is it in a, in a, in a, a incline? Do you work them like? Is it quite a hilly property? No, it's not actually, um, and, I, and I don't mind that philosophy, but um, at all. But we certainly, uh, as I said, the facilities were set up for me to train um, harness horses from, and I had a track built, and all my stables built, and paddocks built with everything of that in mind. And it's just a uh, pretty much a flat um, a thousand metre track. It's twelve metres wide, and it's just heavy sands. And as I said, that's how. Uh, I was training from and, and we'd we done a really good job from it and we've sort of just incorporated the thoroughbreds in the same system and um, but yeah I, I certainly it's just a normal looking uh, uh, sort of racetrack if you like if you google it it just yeah it looks very looks good from the sky but uh, it's it's on, on ground it's you know the horses love it they all thrive off it and um, do a lot of work on it and they don't know they're doing well thanks form. for telling us about these Melbourne Cup uh, horses and keep doing what you're doing Lee yeah, appreciate the call, and uh, we'll do our best, and hope for uh, all of them get a bit of luck tomorrow. Now, which one will you be putting your money on? That's what I want to know. Oh, well, Ashram's got the draw, um, but probably Van de Clare's got the form. So, um, bit of an old stable favourite. He's such a lovely old old horse, that horse. So, uh, we'll be cheering them all on. Good on you, Lee. Thanks for telling us. Thank yeah, you. Lee Everson's going to sit back and watch horses that he's worked with, with that have had problems, three of them, uh, in. The Melbourne Cup, right you are, Val and Declare, and also Ash Run. And Ash Run, in that cup that he raced so well in all those years ago, he was tremendous to the line. He just kept going at the one speed from, from back in the field, passing a lot of solid horses. I think very elegant, actually, wasn't that. They came together. He came through nearer the inside. Um, this was not the year that very elegant won. But, uh, yeah, I think he only beat him home, not by a big margin. But, um, anyway, we'll watch these horses closely. I mean, we know a bit of the history of them now, don't we?